Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you, steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Is there potential for a sudden war to be ignited? There are a few key prophecies that Pastor J.D. will be talking about today. Ezekiel 38 seems to be unfolding right before our very eyes. Of course, Pastor J.D. always wants to make sure that listeners know. We know neither the day or the hour of the return of Jesus. That said, we can know the season. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's prophecy update. To learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly prophecy update on YouTube. Now here's today's prophecy update as shared on March 18th, 2018. I want for us to focus in on what I would argue is the most significant prophetic development from just this last week. What I'm speaking of is the propensity for war to break out suddenly, keyword suddenly, and when, not if, when it does, I believe it will set in motion the fulfillment of specific prophecies in the Bible. I want to talk about three key prophecies that I believe are in play today and as such are beginning to come to pass with greater intensity and frequency, so much so it's the likes of which we have not seen in recent memory. First, though, let me mention that at the conclusion of today's update, I also want to talk about, uh, very personally again, the effect that understanding Bible prophecy can have on our Christian lives. This is something else the Lord has been ministering to me personally as of late in concert with the importance of my prayer life, but it's just how much of an impact Bible prophecy has had in my own life as a Christian. I hope you know I, I'm a Christian first, a pastor second, right? I'm just like you. Thank God I don't look like you. I mean, you don't look like me. (laughs) That totally came out wrong. This is why I try not to veer off from my notes. I I do that, and that's why. (laughs) So the three prophecies, uh, you see them there on the screen, are, and in the interest of time, I'm just going to provide a summary of sorts, and I'll start with the first one, which is Isaiah 17 concerning the destruction of Damascus, Syria. It will be so destroyed, it will become a ruinous heap, and it will be un- 
inhabitable, Damascus, Syria. The second one is Zechariah 12 concerning Jerusalem, which is that God, God himself, will make Jerusalem, of all the cities, the city which he has chosen to put his name on, literally, by the way, he has made Jerusalem the intoxicating obsession of the entire world. Specifically, the dividing of Jerusalem, the moving of, the cutting up of those burdensome boundary stones in Jerusalem. And the third is Ezekiel 38 concerning a Russian-Iranian-led alliance of nations with Turkey. I see Russia, Iran, and Turkey as the big three, as it were. And they launched this attack against a confident Israel. I say confident because the detail we have in the Ezekiel 38 prophecy is that Israel will be very prosperous, very confident, very secure, very strong in their own eyes. Uh, Interesting, I was uh, watching an interview on Fox News with Benjamin Netanyahu and Mark Levine. And Netanyahu made the comment that Israel has never been stronger. Israel has never been more prosperous, and they are. And by the way, that's the purpose of the Ezekiel 38 prophecy, is that Israel will become so prosperous, it's believed, and present company included, I believe that the prosperity in Israel chiefly is the natural gas find and the oil with it, but also the technology. Make no mistake about it. Israel has cutting-edge technology that the world wants. Israel has it. And that's why they're going to attack a confident, prosperous, secure, and strong Israel to take a spoil. Okay, I want to begin with this report from Arutz Sheva on Thursday about how the IDF is preparing for all-out war. Let me quote the report briefly. The IDF, Israeli Defense Force, concluded a series of massive exercises on Thursday that mimicked all-out war on multiple fronts. The exercise, which was named Headstone 2018, began on Sunday and trained the IDF's general staff to, interesting word, quickly communicate with their subordinates in the event of, another interesting word, sudden war, with a special emphasis placed on the continuous functioning of different command centers and war rooms, even while under a missile barrage. Haaretz also reported on this, adding that the exercise simulated a multi-front war in which Russia intervened to prevent Israel from attacking Syria. A senior Israel Defense Force officer said, Throughout the exercise, 
we examined various implications of the Russian presence in Syria. We practiced everything that could be coordinated with the Russians and also what couldn't be. How we would operate without harming their interests in the region and on the flip side, scenarios in which the Russians made trouble. (laughs) For instance, by sending a message that Israel was undermining their regional interests. That's very interesting because that's exactly what Russia is doing. It's called propaganda. And by the way, Russia is not only doing it to Israel, as we're about to see, they're also doing it to the United States of America. Well, clearly, Israel is keenly aware of the threats they face, particularly from the northern border with Syria. They're in what's known as the Golan Heights. On Tuesday, Reuters published a stunning report, and I mean stunning, about how Russia is saying, this is the propaganda, the U.S. is planning to strike Damascus. Oh, wow. And that they are pledging a military response. Russia is. According to the report, Russia said on Tuesday, this is Tuesday of last week, listen, it had information that the United States planned to bomb the government quarter in Damascus on an invented pretext and said it would respond militarily if it felt Russian lives were threatened by such an attack. Oh, interesting. You see what's happening here, right? So Russia will now potentially create this scenario where something happens in Damascus, and then they're going to point the finger at, guess who? The U.S. U.S. Us! What makes this so stunning is that it comes on the heels of a very revealing interview that Megyn Kelly had with Vladimir Putin on Thursday, March 1st, which we talked about last week. The reason I mention it again this week is because Putin stated, and I quote, there are two reasons why we would respond with our nuclear deterrence forces. A nuclear attack on the Russian Federation or a conventional non-nuclear attack on the Russian Federation or its allies. Oh, who's allied with Russia? Syria. Oh, by the way, North Korea. Of course, Iran, Turkey, et al. In other words, if there's any perceived attack we're going to manufacture one. But anyway, if there's any perceived attack on us or our allies anywhere, particularly in Syria, because we're going to manufacture one in Syria, particularly one in Damascus, then we will use nuclear weapons to respond. (laughs) I think the uh, election is today. 
not ours. You didn't, don't worry about voting. This is in Russia. Clearly, it's, uh, uh, you know, Putin will be reelected as the president of Russia. If this weren't bad enough, on Thursday, Arut Sheva published an analysis in which they quote Turkish President Erdogan, who in reacting to the news that the U.S. armed forces in Syria are building new bases east of the Euphrates River, said the establishment of these bases could lead to World War III. This is Turkey. I think they're reading off the same uh, playbook as one Vladimir Putin in Russia. Let me quote the Turkish dictator, as Arut Sheva refers to him. Quote, The question arises, why the U.S. military bases in Syria are needed. And it seems that these bases are directed against Russia and Iran. Listen, I'm not the sharpest knife in the kitchen drawer. But if this is not Ezekiel 38, I don't know what is. Are you kidding me? Do you see what's happening here? In other words, we're the aggressor against Russia and Iran. Never mind that they're in Syria with Turkey, setting up bases, launching these unmanned, these drones into Israeli airspace. No matter that they're right there on the border, ready, at the ready to attack Israel. No, no, no. They're going to flip it around now. The attack is directed against them. Aww. The analysis goes on to say, observers think that the pro-Assad coalition will set its sights on southern Syria, that would be northern Israel, and will try to finalize the last stretch of the Iranian land corridor to the Israeli border. Iran has reportedly a huge number of forces deployed near the Israeli border. The article concludes with some mind-numbing numbers, saying... The now seven-year-old Syrian war has cost more than 500,000 people their lives. That's half a million people. Let's try to put that into perspective. If the population of just the island of Oahu is 1.2 million plus another quarter of a million tourists that are on island on any given day, are my numbers relatively uh, close? Let's put this into perspective. That's like half of the population of this island dying in a war. Try to get your mind around that. It has left 1.5 million people disabled. That would be the entire population, including the tourists and has displaced more than half of the population in the country. You know what that number is? 11 million. 
That's 11 islands of Oahu that have been displaced. And then they ask this question. Is a world war the next result of this seemingly endless conflict? I think we would do well to consider that question, especially in light of what we know to be true about Bible prophecy. And here's why. We are told in the Bible that this is exactly what will happen and begin to come to pass leading up to the seven-year tribulation, also known as the time of Jacob's trouble, Israel, also known as the 70th week of Daniel, and all of these prophecies that we're seeing in play today will ultimately and finally be fulfilled in and during the seven-year tribulation after the church is removed in the rapture. Now here's the question. If we're seeing prophecies that are fulfilled in and during the seven-year tribulation beginning to come to pass now, well then how close are we? If they're already starting to happen, Is that not what Jesus said in Luke 21, 28? When you see these things begin to come to pass, look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draws nigh. Key word, begin. When you see prophecies that find their fulfillment in the seven-year tribulation beginning to happen now, Jesus is saying, your redemption is close. Closer than you might even imagine. This brings me to what I mentioned at the beginning about the impact that Bible prophecy can have on our lives. I've been a student of Bible prophecy since I got saved over 35 years ago, but I didn't start teaching Bible prophecy until the year 2001 when, this is when I was on the mainland, my wife of 30 years this year, spoke a word of knowledge to me. The prophetic word that God had given her was that he was going to use my ethnicity as an Arab born in the Middle East to reach multitudes of people. And I didn't really give it or lend it much creed at the time. Now, in retrospect, of course, I look back and I see that that word was from the Lord. Now, why do I share that? Because God has done a profound and deep work in my life in and through my understanding of Bible prophecy. It has changed my life. Now, keep in mind, back then I was, of course, much younger. I'm not going to tell you what my age was. You just use your imagination. Just fill in whatever age you deem appropriate. It'll probably be older than I was really at the time. But uh, I was in my prime at the time. I was not, not in the ministry. Had my whole life before me. <laughs> and 
I look back now some 17 years later and I say to myself, I have no regrets that I devoted myself to the study of and even the teaching of Bible prophecy because of the impact that it's had on my life and the work that God has done in my life because of it. It's been said that God cannot do a work through us unless and until he's first able to do that work in us. You see, that's what God did in my life over the years. He has certainly done that work in me. And I tell you, I cannot even begin to list all of the things that God has done in my life, the impact that Bible prophecy has had on my life personally. One in particular, there, there are many, but one in particular, and it's in 1 John chapter 3, verse 3. Apostle John says this, All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. In other words, when you know how soon it could be that the Lord will come back. It has this purifying effect on the way that you live your life. I suppose you could say it this way. You get your spiritual house in order. Because you know that your redemption draws nigh. Well, pastor, that was many, many years ago. My um, my children, uh, 19, 17, and my daughter will be 11 tomorrow, by the way. Time has gone so fast. Um, uh, We've had this conversation. And they're always like, you know, well, what about, you know, college? And what, you know, what if I want to get married and and have children? And, you know, what if I want to, you know, experience life? And I actually had to pray and ask God to give me a word and an answer to that question. That's a good question. I mean, what are you going to say? Hey, stop living your life. No, we're to occupy till he comes. You're going to go to college. You're going to get married. And you're going to be doing those things until he comes. But here's the thing. There's not going to be anybody in heaven that's going to say, Ah, oh, I wish the Lord wouldn't have come back until <laughs> I got married. Trust me on that, uh, by the way. But... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, that was, obviously my wife's not in first service. But um, nobody in heaven is going to say, oh, I wish I would have experienced what it would be like to be married. And for children, nobody in heaven is going to say, oh, I wish I could have just experienced what it would be like to be a parent. Nobody in heaven is going to wish that the Lord didn't come back when he did. To take them to the place that is indescribable, that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, that Paul said would be criminal to try to even explain it. Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass in Luke chapter 21 verse 28. 
This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor J.D. shares each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth. The goal for each prophecy update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the Creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's Prophecy Update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this Prophecy Update from Pastor J.D. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s Prophecy Updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this Prophecy Update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.